Hello, this is Angelo Stralopa, CEO of Positivity Coaching, and you're listening to my podcast. Team coaching has a systemic dimension, and what's most important when you look at the system than to consider the principle of entropy. In science, entropy is defined as a thermodynamic quantity that represents the unavailability of a system's thermal energy for conversion into mechanical work. Hence, it is often described as a degree of disorder or randomness in the system. In business parlance, the term entropy denotes an existence of disorderliness or lack of order or predictability within an organization. The concept proves that as an organization becomes increasingly disorganized, its energy is more evenly or randomly distributed and cannot perform well, causing the organization to be inefficient or operates at a subpar level. As indicated, let's see some perceivable attributes of an entropic business or organization. It is disorderly in the sense that a lot of job duties are spread across the organization and many positions are created to handle a similar project. For example, a supervisor and an assistant may be vying for the same recognition and practically doing the same job. Hence, energy or power is evenly distributed across the platform. It is purely bureaucratic in nature, and people in the organization are expected to follow strictly all the laid-down rules and regulations. New ideas are usually frowned upon or outrightly discouraged. Openness is not common in an entropic organization. This entails that the bureaucrats of those at the upper echelons in the organization will frustrate innovation and cause subordinates to only follow the rules that had already set up for the system. Lack of innovation and openness makes an entropic organization appear dying or heading towards a lethargic state. Why? Employees monotonously carry out the same responsibilities day in, day out, without having the rights to evolve on their own. When new ideas are not welcomed, such an organization is heading towards doom. An entropic system pretty much has a centralized power structure, whereby the person on the top of the hierarchy dishes out order that must be unwaveringly followed. This makes the working structure looks more or less regimented, repetitive, and not advanced. Everyone in the organization knows what is coming whenever faced by an operational emergency or a difficult situation. Let's consider some factors that may affect an entropic organization. 
From the outside, an organization that is purely entropic may look perfect and well-structured. But that won't last when such a business enterprise faces some or all of the challenges listed here. A sudden need to embrace a change in the operation or policy. A requirement for a new technology that the organization doesn't have at the moment. A timely readjustment in employee management style. An unexpected challenge to its leadership method. We all know that a rigid, bureaucratic organization will have a hard time dealing with all or some of the challenges that we will outline now. And here are the reasons why. Innovative change. A sudden change in operational management style or leadership method is not what a bureaucratic organization envisages at any time. The leaders in those organizations will make their employees believe that all is well with our business practices and nothing to be fearful about. Take, for instance, innovations happen from time to time, and any businesses they fail to jump on the bandwagon is doomed to be exterminated or destroyed. In the United States, there are many examples of such companies that used to be household names before, but were no more due to their failure to quickly respond to changes in their operations. This includes Pets.com from 1998 to 2000, Polaroid from 1937 to 2001, Blockbuster from 1985 to 2010, Pan Am from 1927 to 1991, Borders from 1971 to 2011, Compaq from 1982 to 2002, and so on. Luck of capability. To be honest, it is not the change itself that killed those great companies. It was their lack of capability or technical know-how that made them to be operational extinct. Take, for example, Compaq. When other computing companies like Apple, Microsoft, and IBM are venturing into tablet and laptop businesses, Compaq remains a desktop manufacturer. When the company sales dropped dramatically and they couldn't source funds from investors, Compaq went dead in 2002. This is the end of many bureaucratic organizations that discourage innovations within their folds. They didn't have the power to be competitive or remain viable in their respective industries. As a result of this, the entropic organizations are either undersized, sold off, merged with another high-performing organizations or outrightly left to die a natural death. Now, if you are a coach for an entropic organization, what should you do? A lot has been said about entropic organizations, how the phenomenon connotes negative business idealism. However, if you suddenly find yourself doing an executive coaching or team coaching for an entropic business that is on the verge of collapse, what should you do? This podcast is 
written to specifically provide much-needed assistance to coaches of all classes handling entropic organizations, that is, business enterprises confronting untold level of organizational disorderliness and a possible threat of being extinct if nothing is done to salvage them. Now that you have been brought on board to help this kind of organization, there are some essential facts that you should know before you can do your job successfully. Change is oxygen. The first thing you need to let the leadership of the entropic organization understand is that change is like oxygen. As people need oxygen to live, so also an organization needs to embrace changes to progress or survive. If an organization or its leadership does not make the change, they run the risk of not being able to go any further. This is because if leaders in an organization do not have the ability to change or to inspire change within the system, then they cannot guarantee the survival of such a business enterprise. Why not? Change could bring about change could bring about many things for organization, and that includes the generation of new ideas. Many companies that are regarded dead today woefully fail to generate new ideas that would have steered them towards success. Take these case studies into consideration. First, Blockbuster. This company that used to be a household name closed its doors in 2010 because the management at the helms of the company's affairs failed to embrace a strategic change. At that time, when other video stores such as Netflix was moving their video renting or sharing business online via digital distribution of entertainment, Blockbuster remained a store that only rented out video discs and DVDs. 2. Borders. In the same way, why Amazon and Barnes and Nobles were digitalizing their books, magazines, and periodicals, Borders was only selling physical books and periodicals. That company could not match up with the competition from Amazon and the others and eventually died in 2011. Without doubt, these two case studies discussed uh, reveal strikingly that generating new ideas and embracing innovations are the surest way businesses can beat competition and stay afloat. Therefore, it is the job of a coach to empathize why embracing change matters a lot for the organizations they are working with. They don't have to wait before it is too late to latch on to whatever ways of change going through their industries. In fact, they need to go out of the ways to investigate those changes in operational methodologies, design or customize their own, and quickly implement them before other business outsmart them. Openness. Change instigates some openness at the different areas of an organization. For example, employees are encouraged to dream and envision success. Their new ideas are welcomed and celebrated. Assuming that borders and blockbusters had not been too bureaucratic not to have allowed their employees to come up with new, improved ideas, the companies would have been able to stave off competitions and remain quite relevant today. There is, apparently, 
No time to waste when dealing with competitors that can kick you out of business in no time. Future expectations. When change is encouraged and embraced, an organization can look forward to a better future. This may be reflected in the kinds of expectations the organization has for the quality of its products and services, or in its hope to increase its market coverage and expand its annual profitability. It is a fact that stagnation doesn't help any business, so changing the way business has usually been done can lead to some satisfactory future performances or productivity. The perception of new conditions. Bureaucratic organizations do not consider new ideas or concepts as something that's worth pursuing. They are so proud of their status quo that they will do everything in their power to shut down any employees that come up with something new. Unfortunately, this is not how businesses grow. Having favorable perceptions of new conditions or ideas of doing things, including marketing, leadership, manufacturing, team coaching, etc., can help an organization weather stiff competition and stay truly relevant in the new or future dispensations. As a team coach tasked with the job of reviving a moribund or dying team in an organization, it is your sole responsibility to sound serious warnings to the executives or leaders managing who organization that fighting or resisting change is the fastest way to lose steam and become irrelevant in their respective industries. In fact, organizations must operate transparently and allow all employees and team members to openly contribute their quotas in making the organization great. Involving everyone in the decision-making and day-to-day -day running the organization will necessitate pooling of resources and talents that would be able to reform or transform such a business and put it on a path to greatness. Why entropy may not necessarily be a bad thing. The key we are exploring now is the entropy of the system, which many call relapse. Every physical system and organism, organization tends to return. That is, you have made a change and the system wants to take you to the primary state. When this happens, there are usually a number of well-founded reasons. Everyone has logical arguments, and you should understand that by giving it to them, entropy will work. This can happen in several ways. With conflicting priorities, with new and unpredictable conditions that require you to take action, and if you want to marginalize you by telling you that these are not important, the important are... Very important in all this is the pacing of the system. With what pace, that is, will I bring what I want? Equally important to know is that all of the above are not about a hierarchy as to what we start working with. That is, we do not work first with awareness and thirdly with trust. Many of them, as you already know, 
work in parallel and definitely have to do with what the customer brings as well as his pace. This is Angelo Trulopas, and you can listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google.